Hi, lovely people, and welcome to episode 100. I promised you a treat, and you are in for a treat, because today I have with me my better half. There you go. My better half, my husband, Giddy. Hello, everyone. (laughs) He just said to me before we started recording, don't get too excited. So I'm trying to calm down so that we can be very serious, because this is going to be a very good episode. Um, where we are going to get some, we're going to give you some insights into what it's like living with me in my crazy brain. Um, Even we're going to share some of our love story because a lot of it has to do with a lot of the things I teach unknowingly at the time. Giddy was a a guinea pig, an an unknowing guinea pig. Oh no. (laughs) Um, And we're just going to share some of the big things. So we're actually recording this early 2021 and we are in south of France and Giddy is living his pilot dreams, uh, studying to be a pilot. I am living my coaching dreams with my amazing clients and my Time Hackers program. But we absolutely didn't think that we would be here in many ways two years ago. And one year ago, we definitely would have said no to France. What do you think? Oh yeah, France will, will probably will be the last place I was imagine of living. Uh, but yeah, I'm very happy to be here again. Like you said, um, um, I am making my dreams come true and studying what I want to do. Uh, so yeah, it's fun and it's good to be here with you. Ah, he's just being nice because you guys are here. Um, but isn't it funny? So we can even start speaking about this. So when I met Gid, he wanted to be a pilot and he'd come back home for a few months before he was gonna go back to Australia, back to be a pilot. Then we met, fast forward a few years, and um, you you wanted to go to be a pilot, but you kept wanting to put it off a few months, and I kept pushing you to start sooner. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, we were living with your parents, and uh, COVID just started, Mm -hmm. and I felt like it's not the right time, you know, when you're, uh, always something always can come come up and uh, oh it's not the right time and it's not the right time but uh, it actually worked out really for the best because otherwise I wouldn't have anything better to do during COVID so I'm quite happy of that decision. Yeah there was a few times where I tried to get him to do some work for me but it didn't really pan out so well. True. Maybe I'm not the easiest person to work for what do you think? Yes. <laughs> no, it's different when you're married to someone to work with someone. You sometimes you get uh, the personal things. You you take things uh, more personally. Professional things that was supposed to expect expected from you. Mm-hmm. You take it sometimes. You take it personally. So I think it could affect that for sure. Yeah. So I want to rewind a few years. Well. Yeah, I want to rewind with you to when I told you that moment where I came in and I remember it specifically, I said, um, I'm going to invest multiple, I'm going to invest $25,000 in this coaching program. And I wanted just to give you all some perspective at that point in time, like I think that same week we'd gone into the supermarket and you'd picked up some tomatoes and I was like, no, let's get the cheaper ones. Like we literally used to buy cheap tomatoes, like we wouldn't even buy you know, $5 tomatoes. And that same week I said, I'm going to invest $25,000 in coaching. What went through your head? Yeah, it was quite shocking, to be honest. Uh, at that time, we were living off, you know, 
very tight budget and we couldn't barely go out to restaurants and have fun and all of a sudden you come to me oh i want to invest twenty five thousand dollars into my coaching business and i was like hmm interesting <laughs> <laughs> right. no it was quite shocking but uh, after after realizing that well i knew that you wanted to do that all of your life basically and of course i would support you and i think it's very important to to allow your spouse to to have the, the freedom of maneuver that he needs uh, in order to accomplish and himself and to you know mm-hmm. grow so yeah yeah but i also think it's so funny because i didn't mean to at the time but i remember coming in and i wasn't asking i was like telling you i think um when we spoke about it you were a bit shocked but you were very quickly turned around and when i asked you why you said like i seemed so certain and you trusted me and that like opened up so much for me to trust myself yeah definitely uh well ever since the life code school that you've been and i see this this crazy change that is going with you mm-hmm. so i i knew you could be a good coach and i trust you and obviously more than trust you i really really believe believed in you and still believe in you so i knew for a fact you could do it definitely and then how was it for you to have me believe in you so just so everyone knows we've also then invested six figures in your pilot school which i know for you there was some like discomfort around making that investment in you as well so how was it for you to have a partner also be like yeah we're gonna do this yeah it's it's amazing that you you can't ask for anything better i suppose uh you know you're not expecting when i was when i was a child all the teachers you know believed in me but i was i wasn't the best student so it made me it made me not believe in myself so to have someone mm-hmm. especially you to to believe in and um, and and support in those uh, tough decisions because it's a big 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 decision it's a big investment that was that meant the world to me that moment and still you you still push me when i'm down and uh, you bring me down when you bring me down when i'm up so uh, but yeah we're doing well we're doing well so i'm happy yeah so in case you didn't get that from this conversation we're both quite crazy in terms of i think there's like the right way to do things and then there's the quick way to do things, which is maybe more uncomfortable and more exposing. Like Giddy said, a year ago, we were still living with my parents when we were making, so we'd already invested in my mastermind, but when we were making the decision to invest in your school, I think a lot of people would think, oh, the logical thing to do is go like rent an apartment, the get two of job. you, get a job. And, then, and speaking of, there was one day, I think it was February, where, um, I actually don't remember where it was. I don't know why I said February. But there was one day where I said to you, I don't know that I can carry the financial burden, like, burden of, of our, you know, we were in our first year of marriage. And you went out and got a job within like 24 hours. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, of course. It was, uh, it was quite a good job. But then you made me threw away my career in a week. Because <laughs> it wasn't what you really wanted, right? So, sure. that, But that was so powerful in itself because I remember, like, for me, anytime I invest in myself, I always think, like, I'm willing to go get a job in a bar to pay it off. Like, I'm all in for whatever this experience is and I have my own back 
um, whether it succeeds or not. And then when that happened, and you reacted really quickly, <laughs> like I almost didn't have time to be like, oh, I feel better today. Um, you just went out and made it happen very fast. So it was kind of cool to see you and to feel supported. And then as soon as that happened, I realized you don't need to sacrifice your dreams for me to achieve mine. I think we're both very lucky that we know exactly what we want to do. That's mm -hmm. already a solid grounding. What do you think changed in me once I made that big investment in myself and my business? Well, you saw the you saw the results. That's for sure. Uh, but how do you think I created those results by how I changed? I think it's this the the fact that you invested in yourself that that big of a figure mm -hmm. is the will is the you put yourself in such a high target mm -hmm. that you you know you, you there was no compromising of getting less mm -hmm. than the result that you got. So mm -hmm. I I don't think you never compromised on yourself. Uh, and the investment is just the, I want to say the trigger to the whole mm -hmm. mechanism that mm -hmm. that really moves you forward as a coach. Yeah, and what was so interesting at the time for everyone listening is we were living in my bedroom where I was then working. So we were living with my parents and I was in the office. I probably had 20 hours of calls a week where you were then <laughs> in the house. So I feel like we both really... Um, built the dream that we're living now even if I was the one sacrificed a lot for it mm -hmm. yeah. even the fact that we needed to move here to the south of France it's a big sacrifice that you made for me which is uh, really admirable and appreciated <laughs> yeah let's even speak about that so um in June so we so you started pilot school in April and then we moved to the British countryside right near the airport where you were going to be studying and then of course it was all online and then in June, I was sat in my office and I heard a scream <laughs> in the other room and like a ruckus, like a like lots of noise. And I came out and they just announced to you guys live on a call that they were closing down the UK school and everyone had to move to France. Yeah, yeah, that was quite a shock. Yeah. <laughs> another uh, another up and down in the roller coaster, I suppose. Uh, yeah, so two weeks after we joined school, I joined school, they uh, told us due to Brexit that we're going to need to move to south of France because the, the, my school is actually a French school, but they had, the, uh, they had a branch in the UK, in Oxford. And uh, yeah, that was a big shock. I, but I remember at first I was like so angry and uh, we were talking about moving schools and changing schools mm. and all of that. But after a few hours, I remember you really calmed me down and we went for a walk and he said listen from all the places around the world that they can send you south of france is not a bad place <laughs> i remember that moment i remember that walk and you know i thought i thought to myself you know what she could be right south of france could be a cool experience you know we never lived in south of france but uh yeah so we gave it a shot and actually i'm very happy to be here as it turns out the a relationship between the students and the instructor here are much better, le less distance, and um, it's more uh, easygoing and chilled than the UK. So I'm actually quite happy to be here. It's such a powerful example, I think, of like, we get a shock, our brain immediately goes to the negative. And then even, you know, we went on that walk and even getting you outside of the room where like the shock happened and outside of everyone else speaking about it, I think that was, everyone like egging each other on getting you outside of that space and it was very quite quick for you to just like calm down and start seeing 
the positive yourself, even though we loved where we we loved where we'd moved into. In yeah, England. we just bought a car. <laughs> we found a new place. Everything was set up for a new life. Yeah. For the next two years or so, and boom, you're moving to south of France. <laughs> right. But then we got here, and it was summer, and it was beautiful, and we found loads of amazing lakes and nature, and mm-hmm. it was it was like an extended holiday for a while, kind of. Yeah. No, it's great to be here for sure. Yeah. And speaking of surprises, um, let's speak about how we met. What do you, <laughs> you want to tell everybody? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, well, I think it's it's such a great example of so neither expectations. Of us, I yeah. think that's the word. That, mm-hmm. When you go into a club, you don't expect to meet your next wife slash husband. <laughs> yeah. You just accept to expect to have fun, dance, have a drink or two and uh, go back home yeah but as it turns out you can meet the love of your life in the most unexpected places definitely and i remember at the time right when we started getting serious my friends telling me don't tell people that you can meet the love of your life in a club (laughs) like people are going to start thinking that that's the way to do it but the truth is i think like in business like in studying there are no rules there are the there are there are no norms to follow there is literally like trusting yourself. And I think as both, firstly, neither of us, you were going back to Australia, I was leaving to go to the US and neither of us were looking for- A relationship. Yes. And then two weeks, it was like two weeks and you got ill and I was taking care of you. Do you remember? We were in that mm-hmm. studio and we sat on the sofa and you said to me, do you remember what you said to me? No. You said, I'm catching feelings and- oh, yeah. I don't want, I specifically don't want a relationship. Like I was attracted to hanging out because we hung out every day. I was like happy to hang out with you because I knew that you were just here for a short term and now I'm catching feelings, but I want to go to Australia. Do you remember what I said to you? Yeah, you were saying about if if it's worth it, we can we can figure it out, we can work it out. Yeah, I remember even saying something ridiculous like, you know, if it's so, if you're in Australia, I would come to Australia because at that point I'd quit my job, I was living the free life, and I really meant it. I really was like, if this is so good, then that's what happens. But that isn't what happened. We fast forward. We actually stopped. We broke up mm-hmm. um, until one night in. Well, we actually spoke a few times, and then it was when we were when I was in Vegas in a hotel room. When you call me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Um, but we actually decided to be together. What I think was so funny looking back is we decided to be together, not knowing when we would next see each other or how we would next see each other. Or where we're going to live. Or where we would even live, (laughs) which by the way, I moved in, we moved into his mum's for a month, remember? (laughs) We've lived with both of our parents. Um, So yeah, I think that's like such a huge leap of faith, which I think is true for both of us as individual characters, I think part of the reason why we have success is because we are willing to take big leaps of faith, like our relationship, like investing in pilot school, like moving to France. Like, I mean, you guys don't even, well, you do know this, we moved to Austin, like launching a startup together. Not actually every leap of faith that we've taken has worked out. Mm-hmm. That's also really important to say, because it's easy to sit and think like, oh, things always work out for you too. We had a lot of, fuck ups and fails and all of that as well but i think that's why we get to sit here now living in our dreams yeah i think that's what builds your character the more the more you fail the more you're you adaptable to new situation and scenario 
Hence, even the move here was a shock for a few hours, but okay, let's work the best out of it. So it was a big thing uh, building the startup together because mm -hmm. he taught us a lot about our relationship with each other, professional and a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think basically what the bottom line is the 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 way to success is paved with with lots of failures, I suppose. Yeah, and I think even like the willingness to fail. I even remember actually now. So we moved in with your mum and then when we got our own place, we lived in a studio together. And that two weeks, do you remember, I found it really quite difficult to um, to be there. And I was like living in a foreign country and not speaking the language and we had this studio. And I think every day for my first two weeks, I was just unsettled because what I'd done unknowingly was expose myself to a lot, to a huge potential failure emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember you being really supportive and giving me lots of space at that time. And I think it just clicked one day that like, oh, I'm totally willing to fail at this and to feel terrible if it doesn't work out because it, like this is the experience that I want. Mm -hmm. And that's how I apply, I apply that same thing to all of my goals, like a real willingness to fail. And again, even in business, it's easy at the end of the year to be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, exceeded, we exceeded our goals, but it wasn't like every single day I exceeded my goals or every single week or even every single month. Mm -hmm. What would you say has been like to um, live with me in the past year compared to maybe the first year we were together? It's a big question. <laughs> I'm putting him on the spot, guys. Yeah. This is just really my opportunity to, <laughs> to ask him anything I wanted to ask him. <laughs> Well, I guess, I don't want to say the word intense. <laughs> <laughs> Just the two of us in COVID. Yeah, yeah. I think the COVID situation really uh, changed the whole scenario, mm. I suppose. Uh, you know, the two of us living in, a, in an apartment in a foreign country, again, uh, not speaking the language, again, but this time, it's Neither both of, of us. us yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think it's it intensified the whole the, the relationship, but but to the good way and to the bad way. You know, small things all of a sudden become big things, and uh, good things become amazing mm -hmm. things. So small, we we celebrate every small success, yeah, which has been very nice. Yes, and uh, yeah, all in all, I think it, it just builds you as a person, as a character, as a couple, as a unit, as one unit. Uh, of you know crushing it crushing the world I suppose mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely and what do you think about the fact that the podcast has now like 200,000 downloads that's a big shock <laughs> yeah to even think that thousands of people will listen to my voice that was, <laughs> that's quite that's quite funny but yeah uh, no it's cool it's very cool uh, I even get responses from my uh, messages from my friends and family. Ooh, I've been listening to Vicky's podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> She's so right. You're so lucky to have her. Yeah, remember that. I didn't even know about those messages. Perfect. I'm right, and you're lucky to have me. We'll just print that on a wall. Mm -hmm. to every day. Yeah. Defo. Yeah. No, I think it's been. Um, 
really amazing to see like it grow and I speak about even how on the podcast with like the compound effect and I think that's what's happened in my business I think that's what's happened for you with your studies and you being where you are right now in terms of your goals and what do you one of the things that I have Giddy do we, we love going on walks I drag him out on some he drags me out on some um, and one of the things that I have us do quite a lot together is speak about where do you want to be in 10 years five years and two years what do you think about that process and like asking those questions and thinking so far into your future? I think it really brings you into a perspective and uh, uh, like analyzing what you want to do and where you want to be. Uh, even when I was a kid, my uncle always told me, always think in five years terms. Mm-hmm. And I would say to him, uncle, I'm like five year old, what do you want? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good question because I remember a year ago we were in Austin and we were talking about where we want to be in a year or five years or two years or whatever. And after a year, we both really where we wanted to be. So it's really fun to kind of check this box because it's a huge box, you know. Not everybody can say, I want to do this in a year and they're actually doing 99% of what they wanted to do a year ago. So I think... Once you build up a plan and uh, you really visualize it and you have the support obviously from your friends and your family and uh, your spouse, whoever it may be, uh, it's really, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a great feeling of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think a great support is, is a key mm-hmm. of that. And and the willingness to, to, to dive in, you know, to jump to the deep water and not look back. I'm 29 years old and I'm only starting my dream now. So there's, it's never too late to start your dream, you know? Yeah. And it's fun and it's a great feeling. It's a great, great feeling. Definitely, yeah. I was 29 when I quit corporate when we, we met on my 29th birthday. We were not even told that part. You were my birthday gift. I was your birthday <laughs> gift. Yeah, we met on my 29th birthday. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree with you completely. I also don't... even I even love us still speaking about two years, five years, ten years, because your goals, like, they're not the same for five years as they are going to be in ten years, even though you want to fly planes. Um, there's still so many opportunities and options. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It can you can always it, it always obviously things change along the way, but mm-hmm. the big the main the main idea is uh, if you accomplish that, that's a great satisfaction. That's for sure. Yeah, totally. And and you're right. I think one of the things that we've done really well this year is celebrate together. And even for me, if I think at the start of my business, getting clients. Um, like I would always run into you, we would do a dance together. You like helped me make almost a ceremony out of it, which is something that I teach about on the podcast. Like finding people that you can celebrate with, that you can prolong that experience with. Mm-hmm. Now it's like the opposite. Now I'm like, Giddy, guess what? And you're like, yeah, I knew that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Success expectancy, you're expecting it too much. <laughs> yeah. Expecting too much of me. Um, but we do the same thing even with your exams. Every round we mm-hmm. get to celebrate. Mm-hmm. If I pass them all which he has been doing such yes. a key by the way learning aviation and physics and maths in your second language i mean you you know you give me terms that i don't understand it's bonkers to me what the brain is truly capable of yeah definitely definitely it's uh, it wasn't been easy to learn all the terms in physics and math and uh, aerodynamics and uh, all of 
the interesting stuff I'm learning. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard, but if you work it, it's worth it. And it's so interesting because maybe I've, I think I will have said this on the podcast before, but I see a lot of coaching is it's kind of very similar to learning a second language in that your brain is used to, let's say, thinking and speaking in English, and then you're in France, and initially you like know the French word, but you don't know how to use it. So you think in English, then translate, then say French. And the more that you do it, the quicker it becomes. So you are thinking in French, which is essentially the same thing we are doing when we change our mindset. So you are a mindset ninja. <laughs> That's a big compliment. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share with any with any of the listeners or any funny things that you think they should know about? Yeah, uh, I think to summarize it, it's basically that I learned a lot from you as a coach. Even if you didn't notice when I uh, the things, the tips you give me every every now and then about how to cope with the. Uh, per se, my stressful environment in school and dealing with the stressful situation and getting ready to, uh, to, to, to getting ready for an exam and, and not procrastinate when I have <laughs> a huge exam next week. I think uh, I really learned a lot from you and I really be, I'm, I'm really happy to have you in my life oh. as a wife and as a coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I... I learned so much from you as well in so many ways and especially like I think sometimes my brain always goes to like the quickest way to do something which is why sometimes the quickest way is to ask you Gilly where's my phone <laughs> or like can you help with this computer thing or whatever it is um, and I think you are so quickly adaptable in terms of learning like physically like building things like you built a whole computer in our house which is so cool um so i love being in a relationship where we learn from each other but i also want to share with the listeners that like you create that relationship right like we love each other <laughs> um but for me compared to like previous relationships i feel like it's something that i'm actively consciously like I look to you, I love looking up to you. It's something that I do on purpose and I see you do it with me as well. And I think that's what creates a relationship of fun and support and um, being able to learn from each other without always telling each other what to do. Like, you know, sometimes I do come in and see you watching TV when I know you wanna be studying. And I think early on in our relationship and even up until quite recently, I would say like, what are you doing? Should you be? And I would try and do it that way. Whereas now I trust that you know everything. Um, so I leave you to watch TV more. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, I agree with you totally. Uh, totally, we're, this, we're in a point that we, we grew into this relationship so we know each other very well mm -hmm. um, and yeah it's the fact that you can not only support but trust mm -hmm. i think trust is a big uh, big thing here between us in our relationship of i trust that you know that twenty five thousand dollars investment in yourself in whatever program you choose to do is the right thing that, for you so Mm -hmm. I think trust is a big thing here and the fact that you trust me that I have enough time to study for my exam again yeah yeah I think looking back the investment was one thing like the decision in myself to invest but the second thing of having your response uh, the way you like okay there was a shock initially but you quite quickly were like you, I think you literally said the words I trust you 
and it like built me up to believe in myself even more whereas I think it would be you know if, if at the time I would have asked counsel from multiple friends and family members I might have got um you know is it rational should you be doing why don't you save up and make the money first and and so I had in my head now is the time I'm all in for this and then when I was able to come to you and you were like I, tr I do trust you actually to do it if you say you can do it you can do it that was such a powerful moment in my life so thank you you're welcome I'm always here for you <laughs> especially now we're in lockdown <laughs> okay lovely people thank you for being with us today it's been a pleasure to introduce you to the man in my life my better half um, giddy and actually this is going to be released the day before time hackers 2.0 applications close so if you want to work together you want to be applying you can go to vickylouise.com forward slash group the link will be in the show notes thank you giddy for being here on the podcast and every day in my life of course thank you for having me it was great being here and i hope you guys enjoyed the show I think I'm going to bring you back for a part two soon. All right, lovelies, that's it from us. Bye. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickylouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickylouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.